hello to all our listeners. We will be studying Mishnet. We are studying now Mishnet Torah and Chot Aruvim, chapter six. In Chot Shabbat, chapter twenty-seven, chapter Kafzain, we saw the scriptural prohibition to walking outside what is called Tehom Shabbat, the border of the city. Scripturally, meaning from the Oraita, the Tehom is rather wide. However, the sages made the Tehom to be up until two thousand amot. 2,000 um, uh, arm length, which is about 1,000 meters, outside the city's confines in any direction. In some cases, the tehom could be widened by performing what is called airwe tehomim. So basically, the borders of the built parts of the city is from where the 2,000 amot start. However, meaning from the end of the built parts of the city is where the 2,000 amot start. However, if an individual wants to leave past the border, he can pass the two, uh, past the more than 2,000 a month away from the border, he can widen his range by doing an Eru. So the principle behind this is like this. The city is what we call, what I'll call the middle. And from the middle of the city, from, from the city, you have a 2,000 a month radius all around from which a person could go. So from the, from the borders of the city, imagine a city that has, that is 1,000 a month wide and 1,000 a month um, from each, you know, the whole city size, and out of those, out of those a thousand amot, you would have an additional two thousand amot from the thousand amot from the border of the built part of the city. Now, if somebody wants to carry for, walk further than two thousand amot from one of the sides of the city, what he can do is he could do where he takes food or walks. He takes food to a specific part outside the city. A place outside the city, which is still within the 2,000 amot range, and he puts food there. And he says, or he walks there, and he says that this, and he says that following that, with putting the food there or walking there, he is doing Ayrubet Tehomim and making his Tehom Shabbat wider. So, for example, if a city was 1,000 amot wide and he walked outside the 1,000 amot 500 meters, so he would have another thousand, normally, typically, in a regular Shabbat, he would have an additional 1,500 meters, uh, 1,500 amot. He walked up 1,500 amot, and he would normally have another 1,500 amot. However, if he does Ayurveda Chomin at that 500-meter point, it is as though the 500-meter point is his city, is where he did Shevita, where he started Shabbat, and then he could walk 2,000 meters in any direction from the 500 meters. However, if the city, um, however, the only catch is that he could only walk 2,000 meters um, towards the city, so even if he enters the city, he cannot go past um, the 2,000 meter radius from where he did the Shebita. Um In the following chapters, we will see more of these laws and the details I was just giving here an introduction to make the things a little bit easier to understand. So, Halakha Aleph. Shabbat, so somebody who left the city out of Shabbat, he left the confines of the city, and put food of a minimum of two Sa'udot, which we said is 18 um, uh, uh, dates, um, f um, somewhere out of the city but within the Tehom, and decided that that is where his Shevita is, what we call Kiriat Shevita, where my... Um, entering of Shabbat is where I enter Shabbat, even though he went back after that to his house, back into the city, we will count it as though he did um, uh, accept the Shabbat where he put the two Sa'udot, and therefore he'll have 2,000 uh, a month radius from there, and that is what we call Arube 
So there are three elements in the Salakha. The first one is the person went out of the city. The second is the person placed the food outside in a specific designated spot. And the third is the person made Shavita by saying that he is making Shavita in that place. Halakha so the person has, from where he put the food for the Aruvet Tehumin, 2,000 amot radius to go wherever in whichever direction he wants. Therefore, also when he enters the city, so for example, he put the Aruv 500 meters east of the city, and now he wants to walk westwards to into the city, back to the city. He could only walk 2,000 amot, even if the city is a large city. He only has 2,000 amot into the city. <clears throat> However, there's a catch. If the entire city was within the borders of his new tehom, then we consider it as though the city was only for amot in the tehom, thus allowing the individual to continue to fill up the distance of 2,000 amot outside the city from the other side while considering the city to be like a four amot um, regardless of its actual size. Kesa, that Rambam is going to specify. So for example, somebody put his Aruv Tehumin a thousand amot eastward from his city, from his house which was in the city. He may, in this case, walk to the next day, 2,000 amot eastward, further from where he did his aruv. However, from westward, back towards the city, from his where he did the aruv, he could only walk 1,000 amot um, back to his house, and from his house and more deeper into the city, he walks another 1,000 amot, regardless of the size of the city, whether the city could be a 20,000 amot city, it doesn't matter. However, if the city ended within his 2,000 amot range, in other words, the end of the city, so for example, the city was a thousand, uh, less than 1,000 amot wide in, this, in our designated example, and he was had one amma outside the city which his Eruvet Tehomin allowed him to go, then in that case, the city, we consider it to be as though it is for Amot, and it allows him um, uh, to walk more, um, uh, to continue to fill up the 2,000 Amot outside of the city, regardless of the city size. Therefore, he walks, if we, in our example of the 1,000 Amot, he would walk 996 more amot outside the city from the west, um, continuing westward, because the city is considered to be like four amot because it is mubla, it is encompassed within the confines of that eruv. Therefore, if he put his eruvet exactly 2,000 amot away from his house, which was in the city, in this case, if he puts the Eruv, for example, his house is um, within the city, a thousand amot in the city, and he walks 
east from his house another 2,000 amot and puts his eruve tehomim there. Then he may walk another additional 2,000 amot eastward. However, walking back to his house, he can only go 2,000 amot west back to where his house was and cannot go further than that. So even if he, let's say, um, made the eruve tehomim further than where his house was, like uh, like um, uh, he did it 2,010 amot away from his house, and he, can, he can't even go back to his house because his house is 10 amot outside the range. And so on that example, and so on in that manner. Right. So this is really a continuation of Halakha Dalit. Machom Mabrez separation is a little different. So Hamanehat Aruab Shutay Hai, the Filo Hayata Medina Gedulakin in Neveva, Filo Air Hareba, Mearahar, Uyala de Yorin. If he put his Ayruv inside a Rishutayachid, inside a private domain, then the 2,000 amount radius starts from the exit outside the private domain which the Ayruv was placed. So even if the private domain was a whole city or giant place, it doesn't matter. Um, his The range, is 2,000 amount radius, starts at the exit outside the borders of that private domain. A continuation of Alachahe. Somebody who put his Eruv within the confines of the city, not outside the city, in other words, within the confines of the built part of the city, he did not do anything, and it is as though he is like a regular resident of the city who does not have any Eruv to Humin, and he can walk 2,000 Amot outside the built confines of the city. Um, uh, just like everybody else. Also, if you put it in whatever places, as we designated, uh, specified in chapter 27 of Al-Khad Shabbat, recommend going back there to listening um, to, to supplement the understanding of this chapter. If you put it in any of those places that um, uh, connect to the city, to be considered part of the confines of the city, and not part of the 2,000 uh, amount radius, also the same applies there. And also, if you put it outside the 2,000 amot radius from the exit from the confines of the city, in other words, outside the tehom of the city, then his eruv is not eruv. Al chavav. In ma'arabin eruv tehomin illa lidvar nisva kiron shehaya orosel lech lebet ha'avel or lemishte shel nisuin or lagbil pene rabo habiros sheba min aderek vechayoseb ba'elu. The allowance to do aruvet tahumim is only allowed for to do a misvah. However, um, for example, somebody that needed to go to a bit avel to a place of mourners or to a um, uh, a, a, a um, wedding uh, celebration of sorts like sheba berachot or to um, uh, to to uh, see his his teacher his rabbi. Or a friend that was coming from the from the road and he wanted to do the All these are misvot. So all these are he could do it for misvot. Or if he there's some sort of element of fear here. For example, he wanted to run away from the goyim that were chasing him or listim, and he wanted to make an aruvet so that he has more space to run and hide. He may. However, if he didn't do his Eruvet Tuchumim for a Mesvah and he 
did it, but he already did it, then the Eruvet Tachomin is still a valid Eruvet Tachomin. Al-Khazayim. Kod shemishtatefin bo, shemishtatefin bo me'arevin bo Eruvet Tachomin. Bechol she'en mishtatefin bo, en me'arevin bo Eruvet Tachomin. In chapter one, we spoke about the different foods that you may do Eruvet Tachomin. Um, and those apply also here for the same types of food. So it has to be a minimum of two meals of food that are edible um, and excluding water alone or salt alone and excluding different types of mushrooms that are not considered food. Um, that and those are, that's just in a nutshell. I recommend going back to the last chapter, to chapter two to, for more specifics. How much food needs to be used, needs to be placed um, for Aruvet Tehomin, two meals, um, which are, we said, 18 Gero Gerot, 18 dates. Um, and if it was a dip, as specified in chapter one, it's the amount of dip used for two, for a two meal, um, two meals, just like in Shittuf. And the individual needs to be him and his Aruv in one domain so that the Aruv will be able to be eaten in Ben Hashem Ashot. Ben Hashem Ashot, as we explained many times, is the time between sunset and the, the coming out of three stars, which is about 18 to, 20, to 21 minutes. Um, uh, had the thought of making shebita, making sheb, of accepting Shabbat in the Rishut Rabbim, in the in the public domain, and he put his aruv in the Rishut Yehid in the private domain, or vice versa, then his aruv is not considered an aruv because he cannot take his aruv into his private domain from the public domain, or vice versa, and eat it. Um, as his mindset was that he's doing, he's accepting Shabbat in in whatever domain he is, so he cannot. Um, eat the Eruv where he is if it's in a different domain. Of course, it would be in Avira if he did so during Ben Hashem Ashot. However, if the person's Kavana was to accept Shabbat in the Rashut Rabbim or Rashut Yahid and his Eruv was in a Karmelit. We said a Karmelit is a place that is not allowed to take in and out just from the Rabbanan, from, from the sages. The sages declared it a place that you cannot take in and out of it from the private and public domains. However, from the script, from scriptural law, you may. So if, um, in this case, if his Eruv was in a Karmelit and he was in a private or public domain or vice versa, he may, um, the Eruv is still considered an Eruv because it is from only from... Um, uh, the sages, it is only a decree made by the sages that you may not take it out of a Karmeli. Because, and this is the, the reason that he is allowed, that his Eruv is considered a valid Eruv, is because when we said that Ben Hashemashot is the time in which the, the Eruv is put into place, is considered to have been made a valid Eruv. And during the Neshem Ashot, it is only from scriptural law, um, uh, meaning it's it's not sure that it's Shabbat, it's a fact that it's Shabbat. And therefore, 
things that are um, prohibitions of the sages may be done on Ben Hashem Ashot, may be uh, surpassed on Ben Hashem Ashot for a Nisva. And therefore, for something that's um, very, very shata uh, doha, something that you, is of very, very high need, and therefore, um, because because his aruv is in a karmelit and he's in a different domain, because it's for a devan misvah, and because it's the sages, uh, it's a decree of the sages, he may consider the aruv a valid aruv. If you put his aruv in a sort of closet or wooden structure and he locked it and the key was lost. If he could take the Eruv out without performing any one of the 39 Melachot that are not permitted on Shabbat from the Torah, his Eruv is considered an Eruv. Because the only thing that you're not allowed to do in Ben Shemashot in a place of the Mesva is a Melacha, one of the 39 Melachot. However, anything else that you need to do for a Mesva, in other words, it's anything that you need to do that's not permitted by the sages, you may, as long as it's for a Mesva during Ben Shemashot. So you may, in that case, take the aruv out of the um, wooden structure which it is locked in if um, there's a way to do it without performing a melacha. And therefore the aruv is held a valid aruv. If you put the aruv on top of a stick or um, sort of a, um, a straw that was growing out of the ground, um, he is not allowed because we are scared that he might cut the stick or the straw on Shabbat to get to his aruv. However, if the stick was cut off the ground already and it was simply stuck into the ground and he put his aruv on top of it, the aruv is considered a valid aruv. Somebody who puts his aruv in a, in a spot, wherever you put your aruv, there's a four amot um, space which the aruv um, encompasses with it. So two uh, amot from each side of the aruv. It's a two amot radius from where the aruv was put, from where the food was put. Therefore, if somebody put his aruv two am um, um, at the end of the tehom Shabbat of the city, at the end of the 2,000 amot radius that is allowed to put, that is allowed to put the Eruv in. And, of course, before Shabbat. And in the time of Ben Hashemashot, or a little bit before Ben Hashemashot, the Eruv, the food, rolled out of the Tehom. And we said that if the food is outside the Tehom, the Eruv is an invalid one. However, but it was within its within the radius of two Amot. Within its own private two Amot radius, the Eruv is considered a valid Eruv, and it is as though it did not leave its place. However, if it left two, if it left the two amot radius, then it is as though it wasn't an eruv and it is an invalid eruv. Also, if he puts his eruv outside the tehum, as we specified earlier, it is not considered an eruv because he cannot reach his eruv if he wanted to eat it. If the Eruv was destroyed or went out of the Tehom or got lost or was Teruma um, that got impure, Teruma when it gets impure is not edible, is not allowed to be eaten. If it was, if this happened to it in, during the day, in other words, before Ben Hashem Ashot, 
the Eruv is not a valid Eruv because we said the Eruv needs to be a valid Eruv during Ben Hashem Hashot. However, if it happened already after um, the three stars came out, after the end of Ben Hashem Hashot and Shabbat was fully in, then the Eruv is a valid Eruv because during Ben Hashem Hashot, it was a valid Eruv. Shekinyata Eruv Ben Hashem Hashot. However, if it was unsure whether the Eruv was in the day or in the night, okay, or it got ruined in the day or in the night, for example, it got ruined in Ben Hashem Ashot, which as we said, is not sure if it's day or night, or it got ruined and you know the person isn't sure whether it was stolen at night or in the day, um, it, the Eruv is a valid Eruv because it's Safek Eruv is Kasher, it's Safek Eruv is Kasher, Therefore, if the Eruv was eaten during Ben Hashem Ashot, it is a valid Eruv because Ben Hashem Ashot, we said, is the time which may be day, may be night, and therefore there's a chance that this Eruv was put in place during uh, at night, was in place, allowing the Eruv to be a valid Eruv. Al-Chayot Giman. Two people told him, told an individual, go and make an Eruv for us. In other words, go and put our, place our, the food of our Eruv in a specific spot. So if two people went out um, uh, to make an Eruv for an individual, and one of them, so if placing the Eruv was done in the day, so one of them, sorry, one of the people made the Eruv during the day. And one of the people made the Eruv during Ben Hashem Ashot for this person. So the person who made the Eruv during the day, his Eruv may be eaten during Ben Hashem Ashot, and I'll explain why. And if the person and the person making the Eruv during Ben Hashem Ashot, this Eruv could only be eaten um, from the night, and both of them have their Eruvim are considered valid. So if his placing of the Eruv was done in the daytime, then the Ben Hashem will be considered more night in relation in regard to that Eruv which was blatantly put in the day. And therefore, allowing it to be eaten during Ben Hashem However, if the Eruv was placed in Ben Hashem then that time is considered day in regard to the Eruv because if we were to consider it night to allow him to eat it, then it would also be not permitted for him to place the Eruv there at all, at that time at all. Therefore, the Ben Hashem in which the Eruv was placed is considered entirely day in regard to the eating and the night in which um, and night is is when he can eat the um, eruv and no um, uh, you know when he wants to. Because we said ben hashem is safek and therefore safek eruv we said also is kasher. But nevertheless, ben hashem um, is not it is not permitted to do an Ayruv in Ben Hashem Ashot. However, if an Ayruv was done Ben Hashem Ashot with the Avad, if it was already done, it is Kasher. Halakha Yod Dalet. Nafal ala Ayruv gal mi be'od yom. Im yakho leosiyo velo asiyad melakha rezik Kasher, lefi shemuta leosiyo Ben Hashem Ashot. If a, a pile of stones or boulders fell on the Ayruv during, when, when it was still daytime, if he could take these stones out of the Ayruv, Without performing a melacha, a melacha, without transgressing a melacha, the eruv is kasher because it could be taken out ben hashem ashot. which is the time which the eruv is considered to be validated. 
ונפל עליו גל משחשיכה על איזה עירוב, אף על פי שאי אפשר להוסיף אליו עשי אלמלך האוסוף, However, if an individual did Aruv with Teruma, which was Safek impure, we said now, Teruma is food that has to be pure. And if it becomes impure, it is not allowed to be eaten by anyone. So if he did it, if he did an Aruv with Teruma that may have been pure, may have been not pure, the Aruv is not a valid Aruv because um, Safek Teruma Teme'a that is not sure if it's pure or not may not be eaten because it's a serious transgression also if he had two loaves of bread that one of them was impure to one of them was pure to and he said and he made a condition he said my aruv is only from the one that is pure to does and he doesn't know which one of them is pure and which one of them is impure it is not considered an aruv because um it's not a meal which he could eat because the two loaves of teruma, one of them he knows he can't eat. He doesn't know which one it is, and therefore it's safek teruma teme'a. Both of them are safek teruma teme'a, and therefore he can't, just like the other one, he cannot eat it. And the aru will not be valid with that teruma. Somebody made a condition that the loaf of bread that he's doing aru with today is considered is considered um, unholy, and tomorrow is considered holy. And by holy, I mean um, unedible because it would it is for beta mikdash or something to the something like that um right it, it is considered a um uh, something for beta mikdash um and he didn't agree with it his it was a valid rule because during Ben Hashemashot, it was edible as whole it was not kodesh yet However, if he said, today the bread will be Kodesh, today the bread will be holy for Bet HaMikdash, but tomorrow it, won't, it will no longer be so, it is not considered a valid Aruv, because during Ben HaShemashot, it was not a valid edible food. Also, if he took out teruma from fruits that needed to be, um, we said teruma is when fruits are picked from a tree, a certain portion needs to be taken out of them in order to consider them val- uh, um, allowed to eat. Until that portion is taken out, they're not edible. They're not allowed to be eaten. They're table. It is a serious transgress- transgression to eat them. Um, this is an Edis Israel. Um, so if he took out the teruma, meaning he, he separated the, the separation that was needed to make the fruits edible, but he said that the separation won't be considered, won't be take uh, put into place until the night then you may not do idol with these fruits because the fruits are only allowed to be eaten at night when the separation is um, uh, considered a valid one somebody who puts his idol in a graveyard 
the Eruv is not considered a valid Eruv because a graveyard is a place which is not allowed to be enjoyed. It is not allowed to have, any, nobody's allowed to derive any enjoyment from it. And by putting the Eruv there, he's enjoying the graveyard um, because he wants the food to stay in the place of the graveyard. However, in a place that is not sure if it's a graveyard, it may be a graveyard, may not, then he may put the Eruv there, even if he was a Kohen, who's not, we know it's a Kohen, even now a walking graveyard, because a Beta Peras, which is a place that is unsure if it's a grave, if it has dead people in it or not, um, even the Kohen could go there if he had, in a flying um, box of sorts. That's a Mikdal Poreah. I don't know how, what he exactly means they had in his days, but today we, you know, a helicopter of sorts, or some sort of um, a box that people hold him in, like a coffin type of thing. Or he blows and sees exactly where he's going. In other words, he makes sure that he's not walking on any um, uh, um, uh, dead body parts. Then it is mutar for Kohen even to walk there. And therefore, it is mutar to put an Eruv in Beta Peras. Even if you're a Kohen. Al-Khayyod Het. Rabbim shirasul ishtatef lehishtatef bi'aru beta humim. Many people, a group of people who wanted to all do together they may take all their two meals for each person and put it in a big vessel. And, and then they put it, they place the Eruv in a large vessel where they want to place it. And if one person wants to put the Eruv on behalf of everybody and wants to um, give the amount of food needed for everybody, in other words, two meals for everyone. He must, uh, he may do so, but he must do it by telling another person to let everybody know that he is doing so, and he must give it. Sorry, he must give it to a person as the on behalf of everybody else. He gives the, the bread to the person on behalf of everybody else and says, "You accept it for everybody," and then he takes it and puts it. Um, he places it where it needs to be placed, and he also needs to let the people know. The people who he's doing zikui for, um, that he is doing it for them, um, because because it is not permitted to do um, without the knowledge of the, of the person that you're doing it for, because there's a possibility that he may not have wanted to do it in the direction in which you did it. So maybe he wanted to do it to the west to allow him to go further to the west, and you made it further to the east, and now the person cannot go further to the west like he wanted to. And if he told the person that he's doing zikui Iruv for him, he's doing giving him the food and he's doing Iruv for him from the daytime, even if the person wasn't sure what he wants, which direction he wants till the night, the Iruv is still a valid Iruv. However, if he, he told him already from the night after the Iruv was in place, that he put an Eruv for him, it is not a valid Eruv. Halakayotet. Kola zokhe be'eruvei chaserot mezakin al yadu be'eruvei tachumin. Vechol mi she'en mezakin al yadu eruvei chaserot, en me'arevin al yadu eruvei tachumin. The laws of zikui, of a person um, uh, giving his own food on behalf of everybody else for the Eruv, um, the same laws that apply for eruvei tachumin are the laws that apply, uh, the same laws that apply for eruvei chaserot, as specified in the earlier chapters, um, apply for eruvei tachumin, and Anybody that is not allowed to be mezakeh in Eruvei Haserot may not be mezakeh for Eruvei Tuchumim, just as specified in the earlier chapters. Halachakaf.
נותן אדם מעל לבעל הבית כדי שייקח לו בה הפת ויערב לו בה ערבי תחומין. A person may give a certain amount of money to a private individual um, to take with it bread and, and tell him to take with the money to buy bread and do ערבי תחומין with that bread for him. אבל אם נתן לחנווני או לנחתום ואמר לא זכה לי במעזו אינו ערוב האפריף he goes to a artisan or the bread store a bakery or a store owner and tells him here take this money and buy with it food for me and do an ערוב with it the ערוב is not a valid ערוב because these people that are professionals in the business the odds are that they're going to forget because they're so busy with their business however If he tells him specifically, he doesn't say buy with me, buy this zakel b'ma'azo, buy the food for me with this ma'ah, and after you buy the food, um, be my mezakeh, do the aruf for me. No, he says, arev alay b'ma'azo, he said, do the aruf with this coin, meaning I want you to take this coin and do the aruf with it. He, put, he puts him as his shaliyah, as his um, uh, messenger, to do the aruf, In this case, the, the, the Eruv is a valid Eruv because um, people usually do not forget to do their direct, um, uh, um, uh, when they were directly given a, a task to do. And also if he gives him a vessel and tells him, here, put in this vessel food and be mezakeh for me and do the zikui for me, um, he tells this to the uh, store owners, then it also works. Um, uh, because the vessel is a spe- spe- special spot. Halakha kaf alif. Me'arev adam iruvet ehumin al yedeh beno ubto ketanim ve'al yedeh abdo v'shifhato akina'anim. A person may do iruvet ehumin using his children, his young children, and his, sla- his non-Jewish slave. Whether, in other words, do iruvet on behalf of them, for them. Whether um, they know or they do not know of his doing iruvet ehumin for them. Therefore, if he did an Eruv for them, and they also um, simultaneously did their own Eruv, his Eruv um, uh, is, uh, is the Eruv that they are um, to be under. However, a person cannot make an Eruv for his older children, above, for a girl above 12, for a boy above 13, or for his Jewish slaves, or for his wife, without telling them, um, and this is even though, even though they, are, they eat around his table, and they eat his food, um, still once they are older, uh, these three that we specified, he has to let them know that he's doing the Eruvet Tehumin for them. And however, if he did the Eruv for them, and they heard that he did the Eruv, and they didn't say anything, then um, they are um, uh, under his Eruv. However, if the Ba'al Abayt, an individual, did Aruv for his children or um, his older children, 12 or 13, old, uh, for 12 for a girl, 13 for a boy, or his wife, or his Hebrew slaves, his Jewish slaves, and they went and they didn't say anything, but they went and did their own Aruv at Tuchumin, then his Eruv Tehumin doesn't um, do anything for them because by virtue of them doing their own Eruv Tehumin, it is as though they are saying they do not want to partake in this individual's Eruv Tehumin. Katan bin Sheshanim opachut Yosem Eruv Immo ve'en sarikh la'aneh alav mazon she'teseudot la'asmo A child of six years and under um, 
is considered to be part of his mother's Eruv, and we don't need to put an additional two meals of food for his Eruv. And if it wasn't clear during the halachot that I was that I was speaking, the for each individual that wants to perform an Eruvet Tehumin, two meals need to put even need to be put even if it's a few individuals. For example, five people that want to have an Eruvet Tehumin, so they oh, you would think they could just um uh, put two loaves of bread for all the five people like like we do in Eruvet Haserot. No, the answer is each person needs to have two loaves of bread representing him two two meals worth of food um to consider him to be part of the Eruv. So if it's five people, it needs to be ten meals worth of food for all those five people. Somebody wants to send a messenger to place his Eruv for him in his designated spot, he may do so. However, when he sends somebody, he may not send a child or a person that is mute or a person that is uh, mentally impaired or as well, and, and therefore not, not um, uh, and also he may not send it with somebody that doesn't um, admit to misvat Iruv, in other words, somebody that doesn't believe in in the sages. And also if he put it with these people, if he sent these people to do the Iruv for him, um, the Iruv is not a valid Iruv. However, if he sent it in, in, in the hands of one of these people, which we said cannot place the Eruv for him, to give to somebody else to do the, that may do the Eruv, to do the Eruv for him, and he saw these people, the Katan, or the Goy, or the Jew that doesn't believe in the Eruv, or even a, a, a elephant or a monkey, that you know, obviously they cannot be the messengers for this. And he saw them giving it to the other person. Then the other person is then the eruv is a kosher eruv. Also, many people who jointly wanted to do eruvet and as I said, each person has put two meals worth for to represent them. They may send it with one person to do the eruv. For them to place the Eru for them. One or more people that told one person to place an Eru for them. And the person that they told them do the Eru for us didn't Eru in whichever direction he wanted. Then the Eru is a valid Eru because they did not specify which direction they wanted the Eru to Humin. To be in. Somebody who told a messenger to perform an Iru for him using dates and instead he did it using dried figs. Or he told him to do fit to use figs and instead he used dates. Or he told him to put it in a Migdal um, in a closet, and he put it in a in, in a wooden closet, and he put it in a coop of uh, a bird coop, or he told him to put it in a bird coop, and he put it in the closet in, in the wooden structure. He told him to put it in the, to place the eruv in a house, and he put it in a staircase. He told him to put it in the staircase, and he put it in a house. In other words, the guiding rule here is that somebody told specified 
a place which he wanted the Eruv to be placed, and the messenger placed it in a different place, even if it was close to that place, it was a possibly close to that place, the Eruv is not a valid Eruv in all of these. However, if he just said Arev Alai arbitrarily without specifying anything, it doesn't matter. Um, because he didn't specify, it doesn't matter where he put the Eruv, what direction he put the Eruv, or with what food he put the Eruv. to walk 2,000 amot in any direction I want from the place the, the place in which I placed the Eruv. If it was a messenger placing the Eruv, he may say, with, yes, to say, with this Eruv, it may be allowed that him or him, um, Mr. X or Mr. Whoever, or um, the people of this specific place or the people of the city may walk 2,000 amot in the radius outside this Eruv. Um, and with this, we finish chapter 6 of the Chot Eruvim. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen. Ve'amen.